A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. She ordered it, put the order in. She goes, I ordered immediately release. And uh, she goes, he's to be released. And she said a few times, immediately. Hello, and welcome back to One Minute Remaining. My name is Jack Lawrence, the host and creator of this show. Today is the final part of the Evaristo Salas Jr. story, as he says goodbye to a life behind bars and looks to his future and what comes next. In our last episode with Junior, he talked us through the week-long evidentiary hearing that would end unexpectedly in the prosecution essentially throwing their hands in the air and saying, we're done. They would put forward a motion for Junior's conviction to be squashed and for his immediate release after 27 years. And the judge agreed. After that, it was it was, pretty, it was only like a, a five, maybe 10 minute hearing. Uh, I, heard, I heard my family and them start cheering and crying in the, in the courtroom. And then we had a little kind of talk with my lawyer in a separate Zoom with them. And we were just cheering in there, you know what I mean? And they were kind of jumping up. And, and one of the lawyers was like, man, this has never really happened like this. Usually we got to keep on battling and we go through it. And we were all excited. And so we had thought that it was going to take maybe a week or a couple of days for it to, you know, to process the paperwork and all that stuff. So she yeah. goes, well, maybe it'll be like in two days. And I was like, well, yeah, probably next week or something. So we talked for about an hour. We were super excited. My adrenaline was on Jack. I was like, yeah. Uh, I was so, I mean, I wasn't even tired anymore after that, you know? <laughs> and so on, on the way back, I'm telling every single person along the way, I just got exonerated. This is over. I'm out of here. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm out of here. Some of the guards, I had to, two counselor or a counselor, one of my teachers uh, came in and they all heard about it. And so it was spreading amongst the guards already. I was in my cell and they kind of just opened the doors like, hey, we heard you're out of here, right? And uh, they came and gave me a hug and freaking it shook my hand and everything. And um, and then they leave. And I'm, not even two hours later, they come down with the big old things like pack your stuff up. You're out of here. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> so I just I go. So my roommate, he didn't go to work that day because he, he worked. He worked DNR, too. He just jumps up. He's like, come on, I help you. And we just grab my prop and just throw them in the boxes. No organized, nothing, just throwing it all in there. I'm trying to give him stuff like here, have this and. And I'm just throwing it all in there. He's like, hurry up, bro. You got to get out of here, you know? And so we're, we're stacking all this stuff in there. I, I can't even really think. I'm just trying to, I, I said, I want to hurry up, get this stuff out of here. And then so I call my fiance. I let her know. And she's just kind of stunned. She's like, who told you you're getting out? I said, I'm packing my stuff right now. But yeah, but who told you? I said, look, I literally packing my stuff right now. 
I'm going to be out of here. And she's like, what do you mean you're out of there? I said, I'm getting released from the prison. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> it was just like this. And I'm, I, I, I was just, we were going back and forth on it. And then uh, I called my dad and my dad didn't even know. So I, my dad, they're at IHOPs in Yakima thinking it's going to be a few days. I called yeah. my dad. I said, dad, I said, uh, they're releasing me right now. Come there with Heights and pick me up. And he's like, I'll be there. Don't worry. And I, then he passed me to my sisters. And uh, I started telling them, like, wait, wait, who told you this? I said, no, look, they're, they're releasing me. They're, I'm packing my stuff up right now. So tell the lawyers, because I can't get a hold of them. Tell them to come up here and pick me up. So I have to be stuck in the parking lot waiting for you guys for a couple hours. You know? <laughs> and so apparently they were all at IHOP when they got the call that they just seen my dad start racing out the door. And there's like 30 of them. They all get up like, where's he going? And he's like, they just, they're releasing him. And everybody's like, whoa, no, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, he just called me. And the lawyer's like, well, let's call the prison. They called the prison. They confirmed it. And then they just all raced up to their eyes. After almost three decades of incarceration, Junior was being released from prison to be a free man. Officer after officer from the prison would make their way to Junior's unit to congratulate him and wish him well. As he makes his way to sign the final piece of paperwork, which officially makes him a free man. And uh, they call me down to property. And uh, they changed me out to clothing that I'm going to release him, right? So I'm like, I head out. And along the way, there are a couple guards come out that I, a sergeant that I knew from way back. And he comes out and he's like, I heard the news. I had to come over here. And he starts shaking my hand. And so all the guards on there were shaking my hand right there. And I went over to the clothing room. I exchanged all my clothes. And this one guy is funny because he, uh, he sees me in, in the clothing that they release you. And he's like, where are you going? <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm out of here. He goes, what, what do you mean you're out of here? I said, I'm getting out. He's like, Huh? Five, ten minutes, we're going back and forth. I said, I'm literally walking out right now. He's like, no. He's like, oh, man, I'm so happy for you and everything. And so I go back to the unit. at the wait a little bit longer. And I start getting kind of nervous, like, oh, man, how long is this going to take? And then they call my name. And I, so I give my, my roommate a hug. We've been roommates for over a year. Give him a hug. Tell him, all right, I'm going to get out. And I start walking out. So I go up there, and they show me the paperwork. I sign it. And that's when it's official. That's when I knew, okay. It's going to happen. You know I mean? So I signed I sign my, my, my release papers. I tell them my release address. They're going to give me $600, $300 for, as a release money and $300 for food. And then they give me a little flip phone. They walk me all the way up to the main. I get up to the main busy room area. And the uh, lieutenant comes out, gives me my paperwork. And I sign my actual release papers where I'm actually, now I can go. Once I sign this paperwork, I can literally just walk out. Gives me this bag full of, uh, you know, like hygiene, stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, you're officially released, so you can. We have no jurisdiction over you. You can literally walk out if you want. We, I mean, so I said, well, I gotta wait until my family comes. He said, yeah, you can wait right there. I mean, it's up to you, but you can go. We, we don't have any control over you. And that those words right there oh, alone were like, just, I, I know, <laughs> we have no control over you. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, that those words in um, itself are just incredible. We have, we literally have no control over you. you just do whatever you want now. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And then they were like. Uh, I was like, hey, can I, uh, can I, they have these phones for inmates that you can use uh, just in case. And, and I was kind of use that. He goes, come over and use this one. And he gave me the actual phone they have on their desk. And I'm like, yeah. he started dialing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Junior spent 27 years being told what to do, when to eat, when to shower, when to sleep, where he can go, where he can't go, what he can and can't do. And now, with one simple signature, he has regained his independence. And he wastes no time in leaving the prison to be greeted by his family. I raced out the doors and uh, I see my sister and my uncles and all, and, 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 and some of the family out there I hadn't seen in 20 some years. And so they all want to shake up. They're crying and everything. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, let's let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, I don't we'll want to be in the party. Let's take the picture somewhere else. But they all line up taking pictures. I'm just anxious to go, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's some of the news people were there and they were taking pictures and everything. And so I was there for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, hey, we got to let's yeah, go. So I jumped on. in the car. And we were out of there. And yeah. we headed to McDonald's right there. I was in the restaurant right there. McDonald's was really, really strange. I'm sitting out there. My, my sister gives me a phone. So I talked to my fiance. I said, look, I'm out. I'm right here at McDonald's. And she was like, where? where? Where are you calling me from? I was like, I'm calling you from McDonald's on a phone. And she's like, what kind of phone? I said, it's an iPhone. And she's like, whose is it? I said, it's my niece's. And she's like, you're out? And I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I was emailing with her after, obviously, I found out from your sister about the release. I sent her an email. I was like, oh, my God, I just heard. It's amazing. And even then, she's like, yeah, I know, but I don't trust these people. I won't I won't start <laughs> celebrating until he's literally out of those walls. She has absolutely no trust or faith in that system whatsoever. She's like so staunch, just going, no, nope, I am not going to get emotional. I'm not going <laughs> to jump for joy until he's literally out of those walls. It's funny too, because so on the way back, I was talking to her almost the whole, whole way back, but there was a larger, uh, there's an area where that has no Wi-Fi service or nothing, so it cuts yeah. out. We cut out for about an hour, and then I, I called her right after we passed that area. And she was like, what happened? They took you back? Are you good? I said, no, I, I, I was, we were just in a blind spot. <laughs> she was freaking out. Junior and his family would make the long drive home, back to where it all started 27 years ago, back to Sunnyside, and back to his family home. 
I mean, the drive back was just, it was something else, you know? And so it, it was, I had my, my cousin who had, who was in the front. I hadn't seen her in 27 years. She was, she was just a little girl. So growing up, she's driving. And then my little niece on one side of me, my other niece in the back, my sister Debbie and my sister Vanessa. The drive back was funny because they were all kind of talking with each other. And, and I hadn't been in that kind of setting, not even the visiting room with all of them like that. So it, it was just, it was a beautiful feeling. <clears throat> when I got home, I, I was, there were, Probably 30 or 40, you know, people there. They're all my nephew, nieces, cousins. And, and I, most of them I haven't met before. So I just got out of the car and, and they were all shaking my hands. And you know, I, was, I was like, oh, this is a lot of people, you know. And here I was in front of my house, you know, for the first time. You, you, you went back to your childhood home you were in 27 years ago. I mean, that what, I mean that must have just been a bizarre feeling in itself. <laughs> it was amazing because it was like, I always thought about when getting out that it would be, uh, come back to home, that it would be home. And it looked pretty much the same, just little parts were different. You know, certain areas were a little bit older. Um, time had done it, you know, what it does, you know, but it was pretty much the same, exactly the same, you know. And, and so when I walked in front, I was just, I mean, I was like, I was looking at everything real deeply because I, I had envisioned this so many times in my life. And a lot of times that that envisioning that is what kept me alive and kept me strong through all those years of heartache and pain in prison. And so to actually be at this moment, it was surreal. Junior has a lot he needs to get used to now that he's free. And it's not just technology. They already had the barbecue going. I mean, it, it was, when I was a kid, we used to have family get-togethers all the time. And this, this is exactly what it was, you know, there's, you got pop in the coolers, all the families there, it was laughing and joking, kids running around everywhere. And that's exactly what I came back to. You know, I was trying to take it all in, but I felt kind of, I felt like I needed to shower and get this prison, you know, yeah. get this prison clothes off. Because I told my dad, I said, look, I got a shower. Uh, I need to get some, get some clothes. They wanted to go and get clothes for me right at that moment. But I said, nah, we'll do it tomorrow. I just, just, just give me some shorts or something to throw on. I got to get this clothes off. You know what I mean? And so I came in, I grabbed all my, you know, my boxes and stuff and, and, I came into the room right here, and, and this room right here, I, I grew up in this room. You know? I know this room. I mean, it's, it's a same, the, the room's exactly the same. The only difference is no carpet now. It's hardwood floor. But everything else is exactly the same. He goes, my dad's like, well, here, here here's your room and everything. And, and this massive bed behind me that just, I got to roll over three times just to get off it, which was really <laughs> strange for me. <laughs> I, I laid on it, and I was like, well, I just told my dad, what am I going to do with all this bed? He's like, enjoy it. I was like, man. <laughs> Not used to so much bed. Yeah, it's being so soft too, you know. So I was Wait, just that, like. Actually, that's an interesting thing. Is that, did you find that hard to sleep on after all those years, sleeping on something, you know, so uncomfortable that obviously you, you just became used to? Well, the weird thing about it is, is first, I would say the first three nights, I didn't really sleep much. And it was more out of excitement. I just wanted yeah. the day begin because I wanted to see, you know, everything. Wanted to get out there, yeah. And, but I finally, I think the fourth night, I finally got a good night's sleep. I had to get kind of used to all the sounds again of the house, you know, so it's it's a lot different than being a concrete floor. So when you walk, it's kind of on wooden floors, you can hear the creaks and, and, and we open the doors, the wooden doors in prison. It's just concrete and solid and there's no sound to it, you know, and, and so it's like all kind of stern and, and stable. And then also the other thing was that it was completely dark. It's never really dark in prison. And then every few hours you'll hear the alarm go off calling something in prison or they're waking you up for count and there was none of that it was just you know and the, it was funny too because i come in here and i'm like 
I'm looking around. I was like, hey, where's the, the cable cord? Where I, I got my prison TV. You know what I mean? I was like, where, where I'm ready to set this TV up, right? And, and my little nephew goes, oh, oh, hold up. And he just kind of races out the door, right? And I'm like, where's this guy going? Uh, just, just show me where the where the, the, the outlet's at. And I can kind of just screw this in, right? And he comes in with this, this massive, like, 42-inch TV. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, this is your TV. I said, I, I just need a TV cord. No, no, this is your TV. And he's almost stumbling with it. And I'm like, <laughs> and he puts it on the wall and then he just kind of plugs it in. He's like, well, we got direct TV and we're just, you know, he's putting it on demand and all this stuff. And I'm like, lost. Like, what do you, what do you what mean? What are, all these, what are all these words? <laughs> <laughs> on demand? What do you mean? He sits there and starts programming everything and I'm completely lost. Like, and he's like, yeah, you do this, you do that, and you go like this, you do that. And I'm just like, well, I'm never going to watch TV again. You know, I'm never going to figure it out. You know? <laughs> it's <laughs> <way> too hard. <laughs> Again, now that he's obviously a free man, Junior and his family waste no time in getting him out and back experiencing life. Think about it. Life as we know it, the things that we take for granted, things that Junior hasn't done in almost 30 years. Gone to the movies, gone shopping for new clothes, eaten at a restaurant or even a drive through for that matter. Sat out in the backyard laughing with friends ridden a bike, driven a car, or even been swimming. I think the next day we went to, to the Columbia River and I went swimming for the first time in 20-some years. Wow. And that was funny as hell because I've been, this camping spot that we went to, we went every year. The year before, 95, we went that year, and then I got locked up in 96. In the same area, it looked exactly the same. Nothing was really changed. I go in there and I kind of slowly get in there. I stay in the little kids' area because I'm, I feel like I can't swim anymore. I thought, okay, I can swim. But I just felt like I couldn't even where I was weak and then I was, I was kind of floating around. And, and my sister like, hey, go, you got to go back out there. And I said, no, I'm staying right here. <laughs> I can literally touch the bottom of my hands. And, and they were like, no, it's too shallow. Keep going. I was like, no, no I'm yeah. staying right here. Kept getting up and I kept falling. And they were laughing at me. And they were filming me just going in and out of the water. And, uh, but I, I, I sat there and when I got out of the water, I sat there and I just looked at it again. And I was like, man, you know, I can't believe it. You know? And I filmed the way up there, too, because I dared so when I stepped out of the car, my my little brother, who I actually met for the first time, I talked to him on the phone, but I never actually met him in person. And he's already like, I think he's 22 years old. And he goes, hey, Junior, I got a gift for you. He gives me this bag. And I was like, what is it? Like, open it. And so I open it. He goes, your first iPhone. He goes, you got an iPhone 14. It's even better than mine. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but okay. And I was like, what do I do? He's like, oh, look, I already set it up for you. Do this, do that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to mess with that a little bit later because I don't, I don't know what to do with it. That was the first thing getting out. So on the way over there, I had a full night of just playing with it, just learning it all, right? Just tapping everything. And I actually sent emails. I was doing all kinds of weird things, but I didn't know what I was doing. And um, and so I I was sending, uh, I FaceTime with Louisa or my, my, my fiance. I FaceTime with her most of the night and then in the morning which was just amazing. That was the first time I seen her in like two and a half years. And then I learned how to film things and then send it off and pictures and all that stuff just in one night. And I was just, I was just playing with it. So for the first week and a half, I was just figuring all this out because I couldn't sleep at night. So I was just going through all the apps, yeah. downloading things, doing all this stuff, you know? And so, yeah, that, that, that little phone is, I mean, my God, I still, I, I still got a lot to learn on it, but, um, you know, as, as I said to you in, in a message, I think I sent you, I said, you know, we all take these things for granted because we've, you know, they've come out as we've been growing up and we've had them from when they first arrived, you know, the most basic one uh, and the technology has sort of changed gradually over time. So it's a case of you kind of get used to it. Whereas you've gone literally from 
1996, where this thing didn't exist. There was no iPhone. There was no social media. There was none of this stuff. And you've got all the way to 2023. You know, it's like you've been frozen in time and you've been woken up in the future. And it just must be mind blowing. Yeah, it definitely was. And then I, when I started playing with it and kind of realizing what I had in my hand, I was like, well, this is wonderful. You know, Junior says that the one thing has really touched him since he's been out of prison is the kindness of people not just family and friends, but neighbours, and even complete strangers. People were coming to the house, dropping off brand new clothes. Every store I went to, people came up and shook my hands. There's like three or four restaurants over here that invited me to go over there and eat for free. One of them brought us a big old cake, told me to go to that one over there, but I need to go over there. And they're like, hey, come over here. You can have free tacos anytime you want. I went to Tri-Cities. It's like a city, like 60 miles away from the sunny side, bigger city. And went to the mall over there, and, and one of the stores was like, "It's like it's good to be out, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Uh, whatever you want in the store, twenty percent off anytime you come in." People were recognizing me all over, all over Sunnyside. They're still recognizing me. Uh, some guy the other yesterday, he owns a landscaping business. He says, "Hey, if you uh, whatever you need, just let me know. I'll do it for free." He gave me his card and everything. I was like, "Oh, okay." You know. And so it's been, uh, people hand me stuff in the stores, or or, or the other day somebody. Came to the house and took me out to dinner. It's, it's one older lady. She's been following everything. And so it's been, it's been wonderful. Amazing. I mean, really, really wonderful. At any point, have you been concerned about, obviously, you know, it's still very fresh, this whole thing. And I'm sure you're still running on a hell of a lot of adrenaline. You know, I feel like, you know, every day must be just a bit sort of, you know, full on. You've been through a lot, man. You've been through a lot of trauma. You know, it's 27 years, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Are you going to think about getting to, sitting down and talking with someone about it or are you just going to get on with your life? Because, you know, my concern, once this is all sort of like settled and you're, you're into life, yeah. are you going to get hit by things that you, you know, unresolved issues that you might not know about? Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought about that too, and uh, especially when I was in prison. And so... I kind of had this plan when I got out. I had, a plan, I had that plan in place for a long time, mentally, uh, spiritually, and even emotionally. And so I put that plan in effect as soon as I came out. Uh, when it came first, it came to getting all my paperwork that I needed. So uh, I'm supposed to get my social security card here probably this week. I already got my ID, which took a while. I had to cash the check that they gave me, cash that. Uh, I'm just going to start working on my driving, getting my driver's license the next week or two. A job possibly in about another two weeks. I got a couple offers. There's one that's really good. That's new helping kids. I, I might take that one. And then uh, I actually went to the uh, it's a resource office over here in Sunnyside, and they offer mental health treatment and all that kind of stuff and, and therapy and all that kind of stuff. And I talked to them actually two days ago. Um, they're going to provide me with benefits. They, they're providing me all kinds of like health stuff and benefits and stuff. One of the, one of the things that they provide is mental health. And so I'm actually going to start therapy seeing uh, actually a psychiatrist uh, uh, to talk about all these issues probably within the next two weeks. Yeah. So my family, that, well, how do you, they asked me how I felt about that. I said, look, I got 20 plus years, probably more issues to deal with. You know I mean? If they're willing to help me in that kind of way, because Hey, I'm willing to talk about it. Yeah. Because I don't want this stuff, you know, coming, you know, kind of rearing its head sometime later or when I'm settled down, me kind of freaking out or, or, or even having bad dreams or th- and those kind of things coming back, you know, because like you said, it is a high right now. And I was telling my family the same thing. I said, look, my dad's like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. And I said, look, Dad, I, I appreciate all the stuff you're giving to me, but all this is going to it's gonna slip away. And the reality of what I have to deal with, I'm going to have to deal with every day. So that means I'm going to have to be able to stand them on two feet. I'll take what you give me, but at the same time, I'm, not only am I going to have to work, but I'm going to have to you know, kind of 
figure out how to do things on my own, and, and I need that. And so when it comes to the mental health already, that that's a that's a big thing for me because I can sit here and tell myself, "Well, I'm good," but there's underlying issues that there's no way you're not going to develop with that many time, that many years in prison, that long in the hole that, that I've done before, the issues that I had to deal with. You know, I've dealt with those issues in prison, but now I'm in a different environment where I'm going to have to deal with different issues. I'm kind of curious to see what they think about it and, and, and what they see actually me because I have to do it a, a, a mental evaluation too. So they're going to probably tell me, you know, what are underlying issues that I may have that I can't see for myself. You know, so I got a heap of questions from people on our um, Facebook. Uh, if you're cool to aunt, uh, answer a few of these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, one person was asking, it, it might sound weird, but is there a sense of emotion for Junior leaving prison as in leaving people behind that you've got to know and spend so much time around? Is it, was there, is it, would there be a sense of, you know, sadness about leaving those people? Oh, there was. There was, there was actually a great deal of sadness. Uh, one of them was my roommate. He's been my roommate for about over a year. Just a real good person. Always was kind to me shared with me we never had any issues we worked together he always looked out for me the best he could you know he was he's a native american so he would beat a lot i would draw a lot he was just an all-around good dude uh, and then there was a there's quite a there was like three or four other guys that i'll hit the yard with all the time to have to leave them was a little bit hard you know and but at the same time i got in touch with them already a couple of them are i already talked to one of them already and or i talked to two of them already i, t- I wrote them and told them look you know whatever i can do i'm gonna do for you guys you know so I'm going to make time no matter what. But it is, it, it was hard. Not only that, but there was also, which is a little bit strange, there was some staff that I was really, really cool with and uh, respected in there that I would see all the time. And every time I would talk to them, you know, they were, we kind of developed kind of a friendship, if, if that's even possible. Yeah. And some of them I'm going to kind of miss too, miss seeing some of them. I had a boss that was just just so cool, you know, and I would we'd go out and fight fires together and, and we'd be out there in the um, uh, staging and we would talk, you know, we'd have talks, you know, all of us as a group, you know, you get real close when, when you're, you know, you're a 10-man crew and you're out there fighting fires in the middle yeah. of the night. And so I'm going to miss a lot of them too uh, because they were really, um, you know, they were really close to me. But the only way to kind of deal with that is to reach out to those few individuals and kind of maintain that kind of kind of friendship. But yeah, there was there was some actually some sadness of leaving that, leaving that place in me. Another question, this one's from Michael. Uh, he said, well, this is actually, you know, uh, the, the gang-related situation. Obviously, you know, we know that you were you were part of a gang inside prison. You gave it all up to focus on getting out, and that's why you got moved to those the different facility. The question yeah. was, now that you're out, you're back in Sunnyside, is there ever any concern over, you know, people who are in that gang come knocking on the door saying, hey, what's up? Yeah, there. I mean, there, in the beginning, there was a lot of concern because I didn't know what to expect when I got here. But once I kind of came out, kind of re- kind of re- seen the response of the community, um, that anxiety kind of went away. It doesn't mean that I won't run into people here and there, but at the same time, I think that there's a part of it that has to do with my story. You know, I think that the fact that it came out that I didn't do it, there's a large group of them probably probably sympathize with that. Uh, also, I'm real cautious. You know, my my dad's the same way. My dad's like, hey, just just be careful about things and do this kind of stuff. You know, be safe and and that's what I've been doing. I kind of you know, when I go, I used to go with my family somewhere. Or I go to places that don't really have that kind of people around, you know. And also, like I said, I haven't seen anybody. Uh, it's a small town, too. Uh, there was one person that came up, and I knew him from years ago. And uh, he just came up to tell me, you know, that, that he's glad I'm out. Uh, gave me a bunch of clothes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I've done it for years. But, yeah, there's there's a concern there. You know? And and like if I, if I feel like maybe it's, there's there's some tension or I feel kind of a little, you know, 
uh, worried about my safety. And then I can always just, you know, head out to somewhere else, you know, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there so far I haven't I haven't seen anything like that. And it's it's so it's so different now. It's twenty seven years later. Um, a lot of people that are around not around anymore. And if they are, they're really old and they kind of settled down and they kind of went on their own ways. Yeah. But also there's just been a lot of love from the community, you know. What I mean? And so that that's that's kind of relieved my anxiety. But yeah, there's there's always a concern to that, right? Yeah. The other big one from a lot of people is obviously talking about compensation for what you've been through, you know, over the last 27 years, whether there's any possibility of compensation from, you know, Yakima County or, or you know, those those people who were basically in charge of putting you away in prison for something you didn't do. I mean, I know these situations can be tricky to talk about and sometimes we can't talk about them because there's stuff going on, but is there anything in the pipeline in that respect? I've heard that a lot, you know, even, even over the years that I've been in prison. Um, and I've thought about it myself, but at the same time, I'm just... I'm so tired of dealing with the courts, you know, and, and having to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, if it comes, it may come later. It may not. I'm not sure. You know, for me, I don't hold any grudges. But at the same time, I think that there has to be a certain they have to feel it somewhere, because if they don't, then they might just do it again or exactly. they, they'll continue to act that kind of way. Yeah. In that sense, it seems like I have I have an obligation to do that. But at the same time, it's hard to go right back into another fight. When I spent the last 27 years fighting for this, yeah, and 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 what am I really? I mean, well, I always look at it like this, you know. All all I cared about was coming home. You know, I don't care about what happens to you know that detective. I, I, I hey, go on with your life. Nothing that they do to you is gonna make me feel any better. You know, you know, I, I don't have that kind of vindictive mindset where I feel like, oh, you got to be punished because it doesn't change anything. It doesn't. It doesn't make it better for me. It, it might might even make it worse. You know, you know, if I think about it, because I'm not that harsh. Yeah. And do I hope? That they will learn from it or i hope that there's a part of them that feels a little guilt for it of course i do as far as pursuing certain things i'm not sure you know i mean if it comes it comes but at the same time it's like i've been fighting so long you know it's just i just don't want to deal with the courts in any kind of way you know? but uh maybe in the future something will come but if it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really concern me you know because i'll make my own way you know? that's kind of the way i kind of approach that you know? what's the plan with i know you said you know we're just going to take time with you and louisa and getting together so would there be a, is there a plan for you guys? Obviously you're, you know, you're, you're engaged and, you know, you, you want to obviously get married at some point, I'm sure, you know, would there be, obviously you live in different countries. What's the plan there? Are you guys going to, you know, move somewhere together or is there any plan for that in the future? Well, yeah, that's, um, that's the plan. The plan is always to, to get together somewhere. It's just going to take a lot of work to get there. The goal is to, to, to get to somewhere where we can be together, you know, get married, raise a family, that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just, getting past this, these other hurdles to actually get there. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter exactly where I live as long as it's with her. It's kind of the same thing with her. I'll probably do more to make it more convenient for her and her family, yep. you know, because, uh, and which is a little hard because my, right now my dad, you know, I don't, it'd be hard to move away from right now. Yeah, of course. You've been away uh, for so long. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was, and she knows that, you know what I mean? So we're just going to work through everything, plan everything out like we've been planning. Well, look, dude, it's you know, it's fantastic. Again, it's just so good to to see you in such a good place, out of that facility once and for all, and uh, and getting life <laughs> back on track and getting stuck into it. So, uh, you know, I I've, I'm under the threat of death from the people who listen to this show not to finish this episode with the one minute remaining lady. <laughs> Thank you so much indeed for everything. Um, you know, for sitting down and chatting with me and telling me everything else and. And just being part of the show, man, it's been amazing. It's you know, it's obviously not, it's not the yeah. end, it's not the end of the story, and it's not, it's definitely not the last time we'll be hearing from you, sir. So, uh, 
but uh, you know, I'm just so happy to have been able to to catch the the last bit of your story, man. It's amazing. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, thank you for all your help. I had a wonderful time. Like I said, call me anytime. Any questions? All right, man. Look after yourself. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, right. This is the story of Evaristo Salas Jr., a man that had 27 years of his life taken from him. He didn't get to graduate. He didn't get a prom. He didn't go to university or build a career. But he does have a second chance, and he's going to take it with both hands and live. He has a number of job opportunities lined up and says his main focus now is to build up some funds, get a car, and get himself to a situation where he and his fiancée and son can be together and enjoy the rest of their lives. But he does need help. Junior's family have set up a GoFundMe to help give Junior the best start possible. So, if his story has touched you like it has so many others, any little that you can spare to help, I know will be greatly appreciated by Junior and his family. As for myself and this show, One Minute Remaining, I will be donating 100% of our subscription fees from the month of September from our supporters. It's a small thank you to Junior for sharing his story with me. And if you'd like to donate, you will find the link to the GoFundMe in the show notes of this episode. One Minute Remaining is a Mashed Pumpkin production, created, hosted and produced by Jack Lawrence. Audio and sound design by Jack Lawrence and Dom Evans of Earsay. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.